Hey everyone, it's Sam. You're about to listen to the Omen Christmas Party Special. It's been a massive undertaking with almost 40 players and a ridiculous amount of hours of role-playing content. If you're listening to this when we release the episode, you'll know that we're raising money for the Northern Virginia Family Services Fund this year. The NVFS helps more than 2,200 children and their families in Northern Virginia every year. They help purchase toys, gifts, and grocery store gift cards for families to use for holiday meals and basic necessities. If you enjoy the show and want to help us raise money, then click on the fundraising link in this episode's description. It will take you to our fundraising page and you can donate from there. Any little bit helps. It's been a rough year for everyone and we're hoping to help some struggling families still get some of the holiday spirit. Thanks for listening and now without further ado, we proudly present the Omen Christmas Party Special. Twas the night before Christmas and a big festive feast for the agents of Omen. Our dear Ethel unleashed. The presents were given, the drinks they did flow. But whilst they were quizzing, little did they know. For ten years beforehand, while riding my sleigh, I uh, had a bad run-in with an omen attaché. Now, sleighs do not mix with ICBMs, but I was lucky enough not to end up condemned. For years I have plotted and soon they will see what they end up getting for fucking with me. Ho, ho, ho. It is a crisp winter's eve in the city of London. Members of the public try not to slip on the icy pavement as they make one last desperate shopping attempt before the festivities tomorrow. They pass in front of a large imposing building with a big golden eye emblazoned on the front, three circles indicating three very important heavenly bodies. It is an eye that warns them very clearly of the dangers within. Inside, the hallways are brightly lit with a warm glow. There are posters on the wall reminding people to wash their hands, what to do when they see a ghost, and proper etiquette when meeting an unknown entity for the first time. A janitor methodically cleans the hall as he hears something skittering through a nearby vent. This is the headquarters of Omen Investigations, and tonight is the office Christmas party. Smedley's, go to your table, please. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, uh, anyone else? Anyone else? Or anyone else? Everyone's got their papers right. All right. We'll begin in a minute then. Thank you. We're going to begin the Christmas session by introducing every single group that we have. So bear in mind that there's quite a lot of groups. So this might take some time. So be patient with me, listeners. 
we join everyone in the same room. It is the height of the Christmas party. Everyone is full on drinks and snacks from the buffet, and they're all getting sat down to do the Christmas quiz hosted by our beloved Ethel, the sort of office manager slash receptionist lady who does everything to make people feel happy. I'm going to go table by table to introduce each group, and hopefully that will work. Fingers crossed, we'll see. So we're going to start with our first table. There's a group of you sitting here, and we will begin with Rose. Feel free to introduce yourself first. Hi, I'm Rose Russell, and I'll be playing Jacqueline Martell, a professional fey wrangler and otherwise standing stone botherer. <laughs> what do you do to bother standing stones? Mostly she just kind of wanders up to them and says hi, asks them how their life's been, and then gets slowly drunk over the next two hours, because standing stones have generally had a very long life. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie... Introduce your character. I am Sophie, and I will be playing Goldie, the genocidal mermaid that was accidentally caught from the ocean by a smedley. Uh, she stuck around. Don't ask her why. Her story changes every time. You do some amazing fan art for us, Sophie. It's <laughs> great to see. You're welcome. Thank you. And now we'll go to Robin. Hello, Robin. Introduce Hello. your character. Yes, so I am playing uh, someone by the name of Bard. John Bard. He is. Uh, he has special ways of getting information out of people. Uh, many that would be too risque to repeat. Uh, he's a bit of a honeypot, <laughs> and um, is sent out to seduce anyone or anything that needs seducing. And he has certain tools with him that help him to do so. Does he have any major conquests? Uh, <laughs> a man never kisses and tells. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, a smooth, smooth talker. Okay. Um, and then we have Dee. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Alright, okay. So I'm I'm Dee. I'm playing Enid Blatherstock. Uh, she's quite small and petite. She's about... I mean, she she doesn't quite break five feet, and she's probably like in the region of like ninety five pounds. So there's not a lot to her. She looks very young, but if anyone questions her, that she will assure them uh, that she is in fact twenty one and show them her ID. Um, she um, she she basically joined Omen uh, after they um, confiscated her um, eldritch abomination that she tried to befriend. And she she's uh, she, she's coming to the party with a bag that uh, makes uh, occasional sort of squelchy growling noises. That won't be the weirdest thing anyone's brought to this party, I'm sure. No, no, I'm sure it isn't. All right, so most of you are currently sitting down at your table, waiting for the next question on the Omen Christmas quiz. Question one. What was the true cause of the War of 1812? Oh, no, not another history I, I, one. I, I feel like I know this one. Um, it's something... Uh, it's something. I'm pretty sure I was in the ocean. War of 1812? Necromancy! Necromancy. I thought that was the American one. Is this about the Russian one? You know, I'm not sure now. <laughs> no, 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 necromancy sounds right, though. There was definitely something. A baked lich? <laughs> now that doesn't sound right. Going to make my way back over from the bar with a martini, a, a baked lich, you say? I think so. Maybe. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that um, 
Yeah, there's something something to do with a, a necromancer. So yeah, Lich makes sense. Um, Isn't this the one that was a, a border dispute between warring clans of necromancers? I thought that was the 19th century. No, wait, that is the 19th century. I can do history. <laughs> Goldie's just going to put a pair of Christmas tree shaped sunglasses on in a little paddling pool next to the table. Not involved because she doesn't care about you land dwellers, right? You got legs. She don't want to be part of the conversation. She's not having it. Wasn't this the one where there was a border dispute that got all out of hand until one of their until like one of their capitals got set on fire? Hence the baked lich. Oh, no, that's yes. right. It wasn't intentional. Yes. That was the weird thing about it. Accidental baked lich. Yes. 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 I, right. I, I'm pretty sure that that's yeah. I think I think you're onto something there. I think this was the first baked lich that had ever been discovered, and they realised that it was so much more powerful than the normal lich, and <laughs> and, uh... and, and 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 so we just ended up with the inevitable arms race of uh, baked lich and baked lich Kutamor. Yeah, personally, the crispy lich was always my favourite. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Enid's bag starts to sort of make noises and 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 uh, and, and move, move very slightly. Um, and she sort of pats it on the side. She says, I, "Look, calm down, calm down." And and, uh, and she gets out. She reaches into one of the pockets and brings out like a, a Ziploc bag. She reaches into the bag and picks out a uh, fish eye and pops it through a little gap in the top of the in the top of the bag. You can't, you can't. Eat, they said baked lich. You can't eat a lich. Well, actually. Oh, Robin, you filth. You <laughs> filthy man. <laughs> you oh would say that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Got a smug grin on his face. And now it's time to introduce the team from Shrimp and Crits. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 I'll start by having you introduce yourselves and your characters. So, shall we start with Ryan? Hello, I'm Ryan. And who are you going to be playing this evening? I will be playing Carl Wilbanks this evening, the maintenance man. How long has he been working at Omen? Yeah, I would think he's been there for a year now. Not bad. Okay. He's survived that long. That's that's pretty good for a maintenance man at Omen. <laughs> How about you, Katie? Um, I, my name's Katie. I am the Zeke Wilson. I am a, a former high school star quarterback. I just got here, I think to omen because i just discovered that i have powers so what kind of powers what 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 what, what happened well, we were going with with kind of dark here but i think that i discovered that i'm i'm kind of very fast and i actually um maimed another team's player because Ooh. i i hit him very hard and then i was ostracized from my my high school and all my dreams ouch <laughs> but now you're a star runner for omen I suppose. Yes. <laughs> I guess. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. How about you, Cap? Hello. Hey, I'm Cap. I'm playing Dr. Skeeter Marsh, the resident phlebotomist for Omen. I've worked here for six days now. Um, so, <laughs> my entire life. And, 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 how, and how exactly is it your entire life has passed within six days, Skeeter? Well, since I'm a mosquito person, I, I had a run-in with some omen instruments that grew me in size and intellect. So you are, in fact, just a giant mosquito in a lab coat. Yes, a five foot tall mosquito in a lab coat. 
just Wonderful. can smell your tasty blood from a mile away. Is it a real PhD or is it a fake PhD? Or is it? did he manage to manage to get a PhD within six days? It's, I mean, it was online. Oh, okay. That's for sure. <laughs> that makes sense. Finally, we have Ian. Tell us of your character. Uh, yeah, hey, I'm Ian. Um, I am playing Chad Simmons, who is a uh, super dude bro surfer guy. <laughs> he is so, somewhat of an idiot savant who has somehow failed upward, and I think today is his first, his very first day at Omen. That's what I'm, I'm thinking. Wow, the day before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were like, they're like, maybe we don't need to invite the new guy to the holiday party, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll invite him. Who cares? So we're going to join your group on a table in the middle of the Christmas party. The next question on the quiz is. This year, we saw the release of the first film with an all-magical creature cast. What was it called? Strangest by the Dozen? Is that what it was? Well, I don't know. I've spent most of my time surfing, so not really sure there, but uh, maybe it's maybe it's Harry Potter? The remake of Harry Potter, yeah, with, with an all-creature cast. Oh, uh, yes, with the Wizard Boy. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that one, actually. Me and Deborah watched it last weekend. It was on a marathon. Harry Harry Potter 2. Put down Harry Potter 2. I, guys, I think it's... I'm the millennial here. I believe well, it was the third. Fantastic Beast? Oh, yeah, Beast. Yeah, because the because the Cause magical Beast. beast. Get yeah, it? totally. Fantastic Beast. Sounds right to me. <laughs> Just the singular. And where to find them? It. Find it. It's a single one. Yes, the fantastic beast and where to find it. Yep. Fantastic beast and where to find it. Yeah. <laughs> you write down that attempt at an answer, and we're going to move on to the next group. So we'll start with Anna. Hello. Hello. Um, I'm Anna Webster. I am a writer and a narrative designer for video games, uh, currently a narrative designer at Hardsuit Labs, working on Bloodlines 2. And uh, today I am going to be playing Zhenya Karankova. Uh, she is a Siberian uh, parapsychologist, a specialty in ghosts. Um, she also is uh, staying at the Omen Christmas party because she cannot go home to the Tangaska region because the weather is so bad. She's also a psychic. So that's fun. Your Russian voice is better than my terrible Russian voice <laughs> when I play Vladimir and I'm jealous. I studied Russian language um, in school. I just take the sounds of Russian and I translate it uh, into into English. That, that's Zhenya. <laughs> I imagine in her time working at Omen, she probably knows my Russian character, Vladimir Bolokov, right? Oh, yes. Uh, I'm sure that they, they talk about uh, beats in the Omen uh, <laughs> break room. <laughs> Beats in the break room, yes. <laughs> so now we'll introduce Sam. Hello, Sam. How are you? Hello, I'm Sam. I'm I'm the usual Sam. Um, <laughs> the usual still, Sam. still Sam. <laughs> um, and I am playing uh, Bethany Millicent, who is um, Nadine's Winter's third assistant hired this week. Um, we don't ask about what happened to the other ones, but um, here I am at the Christmas party. I made it. Yay! Yay! And now we've got Sunny. I'm Sunny. I was a 
character slash creature designer for games, but I have since abandoned that path, and I am now oh. uh, I am now in nursing school. Oh, and Ooh. yeah, a big change. Like I'm offended. I didn't <laughs> complete one eighty. That's cool. But yeah, and I will be playing Chase Wormwood. She is a changeling, and she recently discovered her abilities when Omen opened up the world to the possibility of magical creatures. Nice. Any idea how she discovered her powers? Was it just sort of like an accident that happened? or Omen gave me a little surprise. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or not. Um, Omen it... surprises tend to be bad. They sent me a letter in the mail like Hogwarts. <laughs> Telling me I was magical. Oh, that's canon now. We do that. That is canon. Yeah, no. Well, that's real now. Yeah, no. Omen absolutely send letters out to magical people, and they're like, "Yo, you're magical. Get used to it." We have a dedicated <laughs> department of smedleys that have to like lick the stamps. Yes. Yep. And and write that write them that they they they've got really sore tongues. They suffer from paper cuts. It's horrible. Oh, I hope they get good workers comp. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> they need a union. No. God no. That'd be that'd be that'd be crazy. They'd hire normal people if they wanted to do that. Okay, so you are all sitting at your table. Ethel stands there and she announces the next question. What is the name of the tribe of Yetis that recently signed a peace treaty with the people of the Himalayas? I haven't heard a lot of news out that way recently. I don't specialize in, in Yeti. Uh, Do we know anything about Nepalese? Like, look, I've, I've got a grasp on English, but like, it's a really weak grasp and that's about it. My grasp on English is uh, not uh, the best either but i also don't speak uh, nepalese uh zenya no what you, what do you study what's your what's your phd stuff in uh parapsychology uh specialty in uh, ghosts uh apparitions that sort of thing i would let you know i'm gonna let you know that a certain friend of yours who you often meet for beat discussion <laughs> uh happened to be on the mission uh, that ended up uh, deciphering the peace treaty oh pravda all right okay can I text him? <laughs> yeah, you can text him. You can secretly text him under the table. <laughs> I have an iPhone. Go for it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, text him. Yo, what was the name of the the tribe of Yetis that you negotiated the treaty with? And like six exclamation marks. Okay, you you sit there for what? Can you roll for luck for me, please? Uh, sure. Got to see if he actually sees it or not. 14. Yeah, he sees it. He's not too busy right now. Um, and he texts you back almost immediately. It's a really Really good friendship you've got. He says, and you read it in his voice. Okay. Privyet Zenia. I am sorry I could not come to the phone quicker. I was killing a man with my bare hands. <laughs> I can tell you now that the name of the clan we broke the peace treaty with was the White Tooth Clan. I hope you are doing okay. Have a good time, and I will see you soon for beat talks. <laughs> uh, it is the, the, the White Tooths. I, I got it from the... I'm psychic, you see. I got it from Ether. Well, it sounds good to me. Did anyone notice that you were on your phone? <laughs> I was doing it under the table, wasn't I? Okay, I'm going to roll for observation here. Perfect. I got a five. You're lucky. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> Ethel's old eyes are not what they used to be. She did not spot you looking under the table. You're very lucky, otherwise your team would have been disqualified for cheating. We're now going to move over to the next table, but this table's slightly bigger than the other tables. In fact, you've taken two tables and you've put them together for this one, because... You're probably the biggest group I've ever DM'd in my life. <laughs> so we've got a group here from Penance RPG. So I'm going to get you to introduce yourselves in turn. So let's start with Ben. 
Hello, it's me, uh, Ben, or probably more commonly known as Bellery, because everyone forgets that's my actual bloody name. I am, as he said, one of the one of the penance boys. Um, and today I'm playing Jimmy Skinner. Um, my dad, he's kind of a helicopter parent, and he's... I'm kind of haunted by him, like in the literal sense. Like, he just won't piss off. And I kind of want him to bugger off, you know, like, I don't know if you've ever been with a woman and, like, your dad's standing right over your shoulder, it's pretty unpleasant. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, that's... If you I could actually oh, picture being a helicopter parent, as in they actually are a helicopter parent. So, hey, he's incorporeal, sometimes he appears as a little RC copter, you know. Now introduce Tom. Hello. Hello, it's me, Tom. Bet you weren't expecting that. I'm playing Sam, um, and I am... A maths researcher. I do maths that isn't quite normal. You know, cases where the number seven has disappeared from existence, that sort of thing. Interesting. Okay, I like that. Like, incorporeal math stuff. I like that. Mm. That's awesome. Non-Euclidean uh, geometry, that sort of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, 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 we've not had a mathematician on the show before, so it's quite nice to have one on. We'll move on to Nikolai. Hello! Hello! Uh, hello, I am Nikolai. I the usual DM for penance, um, but tonight I am playing Dimitri. What is Dimitri's special skills? He basically just is a, a man that wanders around with a dice in his pocket, and he all of his decisions are up to the dice. He makes none of it himself because he believes in fate. There was a show like that a long time ago where a guy went on holidays and like rolled dice to decide on where he went. Mm. It was like the Dice Man or something. Something like that, mm. yeah. Yeah, I remember I that. I used to do it in uni and it would freak people out. People need more order in their life, apparently. Let's move on to Rowan. Hello, I am Rowan. Uh, I'm also from Penance RPG. And I am playing NaNoWri, bread-making extraordinaire and <coughs> wizard. A bread wizard. Of sorts. I like that. Um, and now we'll move on to Dragon. Hello. Hello, I'm Dragon, and tonight I have brought back the unnamed rogue. Ooh, mysterious. Yeah, you've told me about this. This is the unnamed rogue from your own series. You might actually get to find out her name this time. Ooh. Unfortunately, she's a bit bewildered about why she's here and how she got here. The last thing she remembers is hearing the laughter from that damn Toby the Fox and then suddenly she was in this world surrounded by humans and pretty much only humans. For the most part there's also a naga in this room over there and there's also a giant mosquito but, but they, they, they blend in quite well. <laughs> that, that helps a bit yeah. Yeah. She feels less out of place now. There's still some very st- strange creatures at uh, Omen um, both employed and also kept here That's fine. Uh, and finally we have Susie. Hello Hello, I'm Susie, I'm also from Penance RPG, and this evening I am playing Corey Anders, who was a chef, and she was on a hunt for the perfect strudel recipe until there was a tragic accident involving a stand mixer and her skull. Um, And now she works for... Omen investigations in the hope that one day they'll figure out how to let ghosts taste things so she can finally finish her business. I like that. I like that we've got two like chefs or, or culinary oriented people in this group. I'll be honest, I was watching Bake Off today <laughs> when I made the character so I thought, why not? <laughs> well, let's hope we have no soggy bottoms today. <laughs> 
So we join you all on your table and you are waiting for the next question in the Christmas quiz. Next question! Which magical creature caused the most omen casualties this year? Right, how about you all allocate it to dice and we roll dice? That, 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 then the gods will tell us the answer. So what you're saying, like, terrifying vampire bats, number three, or, you know, I mean, how, how many sided a dice are we talking here? I have lost several loaves this year to brownies, <laughs> mm. but I don't think they tend to kill people. It's also got to be a magical creature. Hmm. I mean, I think humans probably do more harm than anything else. Are they magical, though? Well, I mean, you know, some of them can use magic. If, like, brownies are eating bread, I'd say they're probably, like, magical brownies. And I mean, people might be starving because they ain't got no bread. Trust me, people are starving all the time. So what you're saying is we take the, take the brownies which eat people and give it to starving people. Then we have a sort of face-off. Yes. Can't, couldn't we just, like, sneak down? I mean, or is it too far to, like, just, you know, go to the recording records office and have a little peek? It's not that far, right? Probably. Uh, I mean, you'd probably get stopped. And if you found it obvious, li- leaving your table <laughs> to go to the records <laughs> office to find out the answer to this question. I mean, I am a ghost. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Actually, you know what? You could, in theory. Okay. All right. Okay. Hey, Dad. You see that cute ghost over there? Oh, cute ghost! Don't you wanna go with us? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Jimmy. All right, roll for roll for focus, uh, Corey, and we'll see if you can do this. Four. Oof. Okay. Yeah. So you try to um, phase through the floor to go down into the records office below this room, and you just can't seem to get through the floor. You sort of like sink through your chair and then you just like collide with the floor and it's really unpleasant. Can I just sit on the floor like I meant it? Be like, actually, I don't want to do that. That's cheating. That's not the spirit of the game. Absolutely, no. Are you half cat? (laughs) Sit back up on my chair. Oh, no, I meant to do that. People look at you and they're just like, they're like, just like, are you all right, dear? Are you okay? What's up? What's going on? I, I just forgot the chair was there. That's all. Oh, yeah, no, sometimes that happens. Don't worry. Just. Get back up. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm just going to sit on the floor here for a while. I like it down here. Okay. People's sure. knees are interesting. Look after yourself, all right? Sure. <laughs> uh, let me try my dice and see what I get. Four. Four is fruit bat. What do you think of fruit bat? I'm still going to vote for brownies. They've cost thousands of loaves to be lost over the years. Yes. How, how is the brownie eating the loaf? I, I would assume quite normally. They are loaves. I vote for the demon fox, Toby. I vote for humans. Well, the gods have told me bat, so I stay with bat. It's witches, just like your mother. I keep telling you, Dad, she wasn't a witch. <laughs> okay, so we've got two vote for witches, which are human. Uh, Tom? I figured I'd go for bat as well. Because it sounds, oh no. like, plausible. Oh no. With a tie. Is there a human-bat hybrid? Human-bat hybrid, that's our answer. Oh yes, a man-bat. Man-bats! Man bat. We'll man write bats. that down. Vampires do not brownies have... Brownies, no. say I vote for them too! A, a man-bat carrying a brownie. And a basket of fruit. With a pointy hat! A man-bat with a pointy hat. Is that what you're writing down? Yes. And a basket of fruit. <laughs> You write down on your piece of paper, man, bat, with pointy hat, and then in brackets, and a basket of fruit. Yes. 
I am confident about this answer. I'm not. So we now move to the next table at the Omen party, and we have another group here. So I'm going to start by saying hello and introduce yourself. So we'll start with Alex. Hi. Hi, Steve from Marketing. Nice to meet you. Who is Steve from Marketing? <laughs> he is a an individual node of a hive mind known as the Web Eternal. He is also literally a guy called Steve from Marketing. He is otherwise physically human, dressed in a typically flash tie shirt and um, trousers for like general formal wear, and has got a generic pint of something in front of his uh, in front of him on the table. Amazing. So he's a normal human. Uh, for all intents and purposes, as visually. You can see, yes, he is a normal human. Lovely. Okay, we'll move on to Brent. Hello. Hi, my name is Craig Smith. I'm from Connecticut. I work in accounting, and I wear a light blue dress shirt with gray dress pants. How does Craig find his time working at Omen when he's surrounded by such strange things all the time? Craig learns to adapt. He's kind of just like, yep. This is my job. Everything's fine here. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. It's all good. It's like a normal office job. You just ignore everything. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not great. <laughs> it's adequate. It's like a Flintstones animal. Like, it's a living. And now we move on to Lucas. Hi, I'm Lucas. I'm playing Faceboy, my perfect son. Me, Faceboy. I was I was born in one of the many labs here at Elming. They had melded faces together, placing them, molding them just lovingly and they sealed together without even much effort at all and my father my father looked at me as he held me up the pus and goo falling off of me and said face boy you're my perfect son and that is my name now. I am Faceboy, my perfect son. You must refer to me in full. I had two <laughs> sets of arms grafted onto me because legs are for the weak. And I have a, a particular strength in the Uno cards. I'm having a nice sherry. <laughs> oh, Faceboy, you are a card. I have many. I know. So Faceboy is one of Smedley's experiments, right? Or one of the Smedley's experiments. He's not sure which one. He just thinks they're all his father. I like that. Um, and then finally, we have Jason. Hello. Hi. I'm playing Richard Mickey Prickett, uh, better known as Dick McPrick. <laughs> He's the spirit of a half-elf man who simply wishes to get his hands on a McFlurry. He's a very tired McDonald's customer, but of course, ice cream machine is just never working whenever he goes. <laughs> so he's been working in the background at Omen for a while. No one noticed him for some reason. I guess he's pretty good at uh, sneaking around as a spirit. And uh, yeah, he's he's just biding his time until he can get his hands on that McFlurry. So you're all sitting at your table right now, um, and Ethel is currently doing the Omen Christmas quiz. The next question is as follows. What is the name of the new dangerous magical street drug that we stopped this year? And I, I think I know this one. It's the economy, <laughs> right? Yes. No, I think it's that marijuana, a.k.a. the devil's lettuce. No, no, it's, it's, it's the new magical one, right? It's great. We've, we've, we've been trying it all out in marketing. It's brilliant. It's, uh, it's called Special K. It's brilliant. It's, it's uh, a derivative of ketamine. Isn't that a cereal? That's a, that's a cereal. Look, I mean, it may be good for your bowels. I'm not sure. But, you know, it, it's, it's a street drug. It's fine. It comes in a little flakes. You grind it up. You snort it. It's beautiful. Do you have some? No, I think it's that marijuana. I'm sorry, but the only drug I need is life. I thought we were having a skooma problem. Oh, what if we combined our answers? That could be something. The economical special K marijuana skooma. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can tell this. This is great. 
if you put them all together, then there's a chance you might be right, I guess. It's like ticking all the answers on a multiple choice quiz. <laughs> Faceboy is yeah. like the embodiment of our answers. We just shove everything together and hope it works out. It's, it's worked for us every time. <laughs> it's like in the test where it says D all of the above and you sign it, but it still get you still get it wrong, but it's like it's te I'm technically right because B is technically part of all of the above. Right. Well, think about it. Remember Amsterdam? We went there and uh, we were just we were collecting the people, um, the ones with the half face. It wasn't from me this time, and and they were all on drugs, weren't they? I'm in accounting. I don't know. <laughs> Where was I? Who was I with? And that, that that does fit our our remembrance of Amsterdam. Yeah. 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 Half-faced people. I just know the expenses for that mission. That's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're going to move over to the table of the moderators. Hello, both of you. How are you? I'm good, Tarshawn. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Al. Can you tell me what your character is? Ah, uh, yes. I am Jared Jameston. Jared Jameston. <laughs> IT. So, you know, uh, keeping the servers alive and um, making sure everybody gets their emails, especially those who want several. My character is more creativity and observation and um, is basically keeping extra dimensions at bay using computational power. And uh, that's why we don't like server downtime. And that's own. pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Also, having having been in several in, in downtime incidents, I probably might lag a little bit in reality. He's basically in charge of making the computers keep going. Server maintenance, yeah. Yeah, server maintenance. That, well, that makes sense for tonight's mission that I'm going to be sending you on. And we also have here Keith. Hello, Keith. Hi there. Can you tell me of your character? So I'll be playing Ian, Ian Turner. I am Omen's underpaid social media I'm trying to work out what the equivalent word for guru for someone who's untrained at their role would be. In, I guess it's intern. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I guess I am an intern. Um, yes, I am a proud member of the gig economy. And I will be, as soon as this Christmas party is over, hopefully Ian will be out doing his third job of the evening, which is delivering three different parcels that are currently sitting in the back of his car. How does that work? Because, like, since everyone knows about magic, surely most of the parcels get delivered by, like, teleportation, right? Well, yeah, Amazon's got that that magical fleet of portals that are experimental tech, their, their cloud service platform. But um, not everyone can afford that. So Ian works for the standard walk around and deliver things division. The even more. Okay, so it's like it's a prime. It's a prime only feature. It's then, a prime only feature. Yes. You should see what it's done to takeaways. Oh God! What has it done to takeaways? On occasion, they get their food, you know, pre-cut, pre-pre pre-chopped up. Some sometimes the wizards just teleport chicken directly into your house what about directly into your stomach <laughs> that's ended with some really nasty like incidents from omen's side i imagine yeah it'd be a great one for the removals team ian is sadly not magically gifted at all so works for the even more underpaid gig economy of people who still have to drive people around still have to manually deliver takeaways still have to manually get people to sign for parcels or pretend that you're not in and try to make quota every day jared is basically on 24 7 standby so one of you's underpaid and the other one is overworked 
so both of you are currently sitting at your own table at the Christmas party. I imagine that for Jared, this is a weird break. Mm. How is he handling this? Not great. Not used to being surrounded by so many people. And also very much noticing the lack of the home of cooling fans. He finds that quite soothing, you know? Yeah. And it's it's quite noisy. There's other people around. It's kind of a, a wallflower, I guess. So he'd just be sitting, keeping to himself. And how about Ian? How is Ian doing at the party? Ian's doing quite well, considering he's been honoured with an invite to the Christmas party in lieu of getting a December paycheck. So <laughs> has he been like sneakily loading up extra stuff at the uh, buffet? I mean, there's quite a few pots of UHT milk missing. You know, there's little ones you pour in. The, the entire sugar bowl is empty. There was sugar? There was. There was. <laughs> Packets of tomato sauce missing from the sachet drawer. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So you're about halfway through the Christmas quiz right now. I'll be honest, it's not looking good. We haven't done very well. No, you don't get out very much, so it's been difficult to answer those questions and the next question is as follows are you ready as ready as i'm gonna be ian yeah cobalts use what measurement to measure depth that's got to be fathoms right uh i can't remember which ones cobalts are i mean i got into an, an argument with with one of their kings recently and honestly i, I just went for memes for this one i and i didn't have time to ask what they use for measurements oh, it must be fathoms i mean there's, there's twenty thousand of them it's got to be one of them Right? It'll be one of the fathoms, at least. Did, 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 did they go for leagues? Leagues? Well, yeah. How many fathoms in a league? Like 5,120, like a mile? I think there's three Manchesters in the league. Three, three. Oh, okay, yeah. I suppose that ties in with Liverpool, right? These are very human-centric measurements you're using, gentlemen. Maybe these claws or beaks? Are, are kobolds the ones that's, that are lizard-like or the ones that are dog-like? Oh, a little bit of both, really. Uh, so, paws... Teeth, barks. We're going to stick with fathoms on this one. Apparently we're sticking with fathoms. You want to lock that in, gentlemen? Yep. Sure. Cool, well that's now canon. No, it's, <laughs> it's, it's whatever people listening to this think it should be. So we now move to the next table and there is a family here. So can you uh, please introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Andrew. I'm here with my whole group from the Beholder's Eye podcast and we are so excited to be here i'm going to be playing max woodfellows today he's 12 years old uh he's really into parkour and he is just so excited to be here and he's a child and i'm gonna to have to kill him yes 12 i'm 12 You're 12 yeah yeah okay cool all right um i'm michelle and i am playing sandy woodfellows who is he nine-year-old little kid that's trying to just collect stuff <laughs> like i just pick stuff up and put it in my pocket <laughs> i don't think we're gonna live very long it sounds like uh-uh. uh i'm carrie i'm gonna play karen woodfellows age 14 karen is pious serious observant bossy determined but optimistic my name is adam i am playing floyd woodfellows and he is a very anxious individual <laughs> but he's going along because he wants to try to protect his family to the best of his abilities. Why did he bring his family to the Christmas party then? Yes, why did you bring us to the Christmas party? <laughs> sort of toss him into the deep end of the pool situation. <laughs> I don't think I'm old enough for this. Well, then less kids to feed. Wow. I'm Ash, and I'm uh, playing Helda Haas Woodfellows, and she is um, 
Yeah, the mom, and she is a little bit of an immigrant to the area. She's excited to finally get out. She also works at Omen, and she, on Thursdays, does hygiene and cleaning, but the rest of the time does R&D. Here with her three beautiful children, one of which keeps picking things up. And she's wearing a black dress with red hair. And she's kind of a little cool, but she tries to play it cool, and she likes to get away, although she doesn't admit that up front. But if you get her past a breaking point, she can get quite cross quite quick. Short-tempered mom. So here is the question you have got to answer now together are you ready for this let's do it yep yeah bring it on that was your question well done <laughs> we've done it you've done it well done now your question is where are you most likely to experience the phenomenon known as smedley's kneecaps in your kneecaps <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious answer i suppose no dummy it's got to be more complicated than that it's a riddle on a mountain i heard uh jimothy at school he said that Smedley's kneecaps happens to you when you go to Scotland. I'm, I'm not positive about this, but I think I think I once heard about a rumor about a guy named Smedley and the company when like uh, uh, he sold secrets and they kneecapped him. <laughs> so 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 maybe we gotta find what they did with his kneecaps. Kneecapped him? Is that when you uh, like they took his kneecaps, man? Wow! What like with like... magic? <laughs> But doesn't this happen at a place? He's just got rubbery legs now. <laughs> Max raises his hand and starts looking at the, the old woman. It's just like, yes, what? Is it in a retirement home? I can't tell you the answer. Uh, is it an experience? Is it something that happens to you? I'm not sure this is 20 questions. I mean, yes, I suppose, I guess. Smax, uh, darling, uh, you should remember that this is not how a quiz works. And I'm a little bit disappointed <laughs> that you are 12 years old and you do not understand that when we're at a big party and function, uh, that the, 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 it's a bunch of tables that the, you do not shout to the quiz master on whatever question number this is and just start to ask him for the specific answer. Seven. It's question number seven. It says, yeah, listen to your father. Is it in the bathroom? <laughs> is it in the bathroom? You know, when you've been sitting on the toilet pooping for too long and you're looking smack, at your smack phone styling, you do uh, not, and your legs you go do to not sleep need to disclose and you go to everything. get up and uh, you can't walk down out of the bathroom because uh, your legs have gone to sleep. Smedley's knees. Kneecaps. Is that what it is? I think it's in the bathroom. <laughs> I think it's, it's a place. I'm going to stand up and be like, we're not sure, but I'm fairly confident that it is deep in your soul. Cool. Write it down then. Or Boise. Boise. <laughs> okay. Are we going to write down, write down deep in your soul or Boise? It's 50-50. You write down both answers. And so we move to the next table in the Christmas party. And here we have the group from Goblets and Gays. Hello, everyone. Hello. 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 I'll introduce you in turn. So let's start with the eldest of your group in the game. Uh, that'll be Ferris. Yes. Hello. I am Ferris from Goblets and Gays, <laughs> and I will be playing Cecilia tonight. Cecilia Gobletier. Um, she is the eldest of the family, of which three of the siblings are currently present. She's in graduate school, she's here on an internship, and this is a little challenging because she is also an eight-foot-tall minotaur, <laughs> which, you know, difficult to study that way. But hey, she's got a pair of glasses and a lot of school sense, and she is ready to probably charge into things. I like that. Does she have horns? She does have horns. Usually her hair is wrapped around them, but she does have horns. Does she use the horns as curlers then? Like, curl her hair with the horns? Oh, yeah, that probably, yeah, you just heat them up a little bit, run around. Yeah. Very effective that way. And then we'll move to the, the middle child. I guess it's, I assume it's the middle child. It's Aubrey, hello. Hello, I am Aubrey of Goblets and Gays. Uh, my, uh, my character is Cameron Gobletier. 
the middle child that absolutely wants no responsibilities whatsoever. She is sort of this elven-ish girl uh, with red eyes and long black hair, perpetual, like candy and coffee and what's her job at omen she is a receptionist because it's the least amount of responsibility they could give her but still give her a job and finally we have tick hello hello i'm tick and i'm playing piper they look like a shadow given a physical form they are very quiet and this is their first day on the job oh poor piper i'm going to address the elephant in the room here but how are you all siblings when you're all so very different may i please well our father um was a very adventurous person and works here at omen so he um has quite a lot of experience in the realm of fucking he is a a monster fucker aficionado you could say so uh, Do you have any other siblings that he might know about or might not know about? We know of at least three others. At least three others, yes. They fall in between Cecilia and Tick, so they're they're in there somewhere. <laughs> he was busy for a few years. He was real busy. Has he has he slowed down as time has gone by? Or I doubt it. I doubt, yeah, we doubt it. He hasn't brought any new ones home, but that doesn't mean there aren't any more out there. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just had semi-normal parents. That weren't him. They had sense enough to avoid him. Smart. <laughs> Do you get on well with your father? Mm. When he leaves us alone. What's his name? His name is John Smith. We didn't take his last name, though, because he hasn't been the best father. Yeah. John Smith. Oh. It's probably an alias. I'm yeah. sure he has a real name. John Smith, lover of everything. John Smith is the name he leaves at hotels. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So they can't trace the cow back I like to him. That. All right. <laughs> The three of you are sitting at your table uh, and she's about to ask the next question on the Christmas quiz. You've all got pieces of paper in front of you. You've been writing down the answers to these. Uh, and the next question is as follows. The next question is, this year, there was a bout of sentient vegetables in the US. What caused this to happen? What is E. coli? <laughs> <laughs> so if you uh, eat a sentient vegetable, does that, is that like a form of cannibalism? No. Only if they eat each other. If, if I recall, didn't it have to do with creating the ultimate, most powerful vegetable the world has ever seen? Mm. Oh yeah, no, that, that you know that guy who he really, really wanted to win that country fair. You know, <laughs> he apparently, I guess, dabbled in black magic. He was trying to make the pumpkin even bigger, but apparently, it just turned his farm to life. And same guy with the zombie carrots, right? Yeah, I believe so. That's that's why you never cross pumpkins and radishes together. That and it makes for a questionable. Well, is it a vegetable or is it a fruit or is it a gourd? So many food-based questions. Anyway, shall we put forward our our answer? I do have a question. If a vegetable is sentient, would it wonder if it was a hybrid between a vegetable and a fruit? If it was a vegetable or a fruit? You'll have to ask one next time. Very true. Or I'll just eat it. I wonder what it would taste like in a pastry. Mmm, vegetables. Are you putting down the answer then? Yes. Yeah. That is our final answer. That is our answer. Okay, you lock that in. You write it down with your pen. We move to the next table in the Christmas quiz. This group is a group of essentially librarians. They all work in the library here at Omen. So we'll start with Carrie. Hi, I'm Carrie and I'm playing Trin, a recent college graduate who just needed a job and this is what she found on internet listings. I'm surprised that Omen is doing internet listings. I guess they're really hard up for staff on site. No one 
really wants to work in the library if they had the choice, right? Also lurking within the library is Kaylin's character. Yeah, I'm Kaylin, and I'll be Nat Lad. You know, uh, by by uh, Big Brother Mothman, he's a little more famous in the family, but um. You know, he kind of shows up with their natu- you know, natural disasters and bridge collapses and things. And I don't think I have that much power or anything. I just kind of cause unfortunate accidents. And your ability to fly. Yeah, I do. I can fly a little bit. Uh, I really just kind of awkwardly hover there about four feet above the ground when I, you know, try and fly. And I was just trying to find a job, you know, that would let me kind of interact with the least amount of people because I was tired of everybody, you know, smacking their faces into into poles and, and running into glass doors around me. So here I am. I love that lad already. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to crack up. <laughs> it's okay to crack up. It's fine. We all crack up on this show. It's fine. I'm just it. like, I'm trying not to just like immediately lose it. You know what I mean? Well, that's a very good segue then. We'll move on to you, Ezra. Hi, I'm Ezra. I'm playing Shauna. I think Shauna was kind of hoping that maybe she could finally find a job where they wouldn't make her work Saturdays. And she chose Omen of all places. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I, well, she was getting a little desperate after a while. She was probably pretty thrilled to work in the library because, she, again, not having to interact with a lot of people, but also because she kind of lied during her job interview. Yeah. What? Yeah. She said she could phase through walls. That's a pretty big lie to make, honestly. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, she did. Actually, because th- she said she could face through walls because what she can really do is just walk really, really, really quietly, like silently. <laughs> but, oh. but she thought that sounds really like that doesn't sound cool. So I, she came up with something on the spot. And when they were like, oh, do you want to work in the library? She was like, yes, because then she wouldn't have to prove that she couldn't do what she said. <laughs> So she's just been trying to keep her head down <laughs> this whole time since. I like that. That's wonderful. Okay. So the three of you are currently sitting at your table at the Christmas party. I don't know if any of your characters drink, but there's like an open bar. There's a little sort of buffet table throwing that has all sorts of snacks and nibbles on it. So I don't know if anyone's gone and grabbed some of those. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and there is a um, Christmas quiz going on and it's being delivered by Ethel Winthrop. And she is about to deliver the next Christmas quiz question. You've already been through quite a few and we're getting towards the end of the quiz now. And here comes the question. Are you ready for this? Yes. I, absolutely not. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, no, I am, but she's not. <laughs> At Omen, the acronym known as EF stands for what? What does EF stand for? Oh, boy, you know, I always just call it EF. So I don't I don't know if I actually know this one. Um, I thought it was a shortened version of someone's name. No, no. I mean, they definitely use it in like the the report. I've seen them come, come, you know, when they come in from the field, and then we gotta like file them away in the like big filing cabinet. You know, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. yeah, the blue one with the spots on it that kind of oozes sometimes. Yeah, I don't touch that one. I make you file all those. Oh, good point. Good point. Okay. Ah, come on, that lad. Use your noggin. Okay. 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 Yeah. Mm, it's it's mm, not extra external experience. Export. 
Existential? Existential. That sounds right. Mm. Existential. Yeah. Fights. Existential figments. It's not threat because threat begins with a T. <laughs> existential figments? Or is it the existential fowl? You know, those uh, those birds that, the that birds. really give people crises? Is it the fowl figments? Did they take off one of the Fs? Oh my gosh. Wait, hold on. That is EFF. That's E. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all oh. me. That's up. Wait, wait. Are you sure? Sh- wait, are you sure? Because maybe it's a trick question. Maybe EF doesn't stand for anything. Maybe EFF does. I don't know. Oh, maybe they just dropped the F. Existential. I think this is the trick question. I mean, they just dropped the second F. It's the shortened version of existential foul figments. Hmm. Yeah, no, that that does sound like them, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, they throw off our, our filing all the time with stuff like that. They really do. The filing system here is, uh, it's something, isn't it? Or are they talking about the elemental fungus? Oh. Remember, a couple months back, we had that huge deal with the elemental fungus, and there was <laughs> yeah. the air mushrooms. that. That's kept- why we have to put it in the container that oozes, because that's what houses all the funguses. Yeah, yeah, and there was, the, yeah, and there was the stone mold that got in the bread. That, and- that was, like, right after I started, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, you're right now. Are you going to put down elemental fungus? <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know what? That sounds like a good one. I think that's more likely than them just trying to trick us. Maybe they would have taken either answer. They gotta be a little trickier else, you know, what's the fun of a trivia? Let's write down both just to be safe. We want to cover all our bases. Yeah, no, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that's very smart. Shauna is trying to, like, only talk as much as necessary so she keeps, like, getting, like, or she got, like, a huge plate at the buffet so that she can just chew <laughs> to avoid unnecessary conversation. Can you roll for observation for me, Shauna? Uh, yes. So I rolled a 20. Nice. Whoa. You are able to notice that behind a potted plant nearby, there's a Smedley clone there with like some sensor equipment just staring at you. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever seen that picture of the, the hamster that's like uh, where a snake is about to come up on it and it just starts chewing faster? Yeah, you're <laughs> under heavy scrutiny right now. They're looking to see whether or not you'll phase at some point. It's at that moment, though, that you see the Smedley clone get up from behind the plant and he puts two fingers to his ear like he's listening to something and he quickly darts across the room and out of the Christmas party. Ethel then looks at everyone in the room and goes, Right then, that's the end of the Christmas quiz, everyone. Thank you all for participating. We'll have a quick break now for drinks and food and then Dr. Brimstone is going to get up and do his official Christmas speech. And so you all start to get up and you mingle and the party continues. As Ethel collected the Christmas quiz, little did she know, deep below in research and development, a Smedley clone and his three highly trained super-intelligent raccoons plotted the heist of the century. Let's check in on them now. I'm Cassie. I'm the GM for the Lovely Craftians, and I am going to be playing Darling. Oh. Hello, darling. <laughs> Hello. I'm Shade from the Lovely Craftians. I play Glenn, and I will be Pocky, the the chaotic uh, raccoon that likes to seem like they're innocent when they're not. 
So that's me. I love it. <laughs> um, hi, I'm Samantha, and I'll be playing Egg. And Egg is a very chunky um, raccoon who's a little spacey and just enjoys snacks. This is so cute. <laughs> so the three of you are currently in your little exhibit, and your clone dad comes to the side of the exhibit, and he throws in some food to you. Uh, Darling is going to hold back and let everybody else eat first. I'm just going to look at Egg and wait for Egg to go because I'm not going to get in the way of Egg and... <laughs> Come on, Egg. <laughs> it's just like sweating, like knowing it's <laughs> it's very impolite as he's been told multiple times to just grab it all. But he like gingerly with his like little raccoon hand just like grabs a, a, a bunch and then he's like, oh, did y'all want some? <laughs> you do it, Egg. Have fun. <laughs> I'll have whatever you don't oh, okay thank you thank you i'm never gonna get in the way of you in a good time so you do you <laughs> not after the last time no no i'm sorry it's just like you know it's just like flames on the <laughs> side of my face and i just all i saw was the food and i didn't realize there were hands in the food you know simple mistake Mm -hmm. The clone adjusts a bandage on his hand and looks down at you and sort of smiles weakly. <laughs> Just Egg is like, I'm so sorry. It's okay, Egg, don't worry. You're going to make it up to me tonight, all of you. Are you ready for this? I've got a secret mission. <gasps> a mission? A mission. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Pocky, like, stiffens her back and, like, salutes. He's like, let's do this thing. <laughs> I didn't spend the last year and all my research money on creating some hyper-intelligent raccoons and a raccoon-to-human translator to do just nothing with you. Okay. I'm going to tell you now, this is top secret information. This is very important. You're going on your most important mission yet. Oh, my gosh. Okay? Yes, oh. sir. Yes, sir. I'm sweating so much. One year ago on this very day, Smedley Prime, my progenitor, won the Christmas raffle. Wow, such a prodigious award. Mm -hmm, indeed. He won the mug that I really wanted. And you, tonight are going to liberate it for me. Ooh, this sounds, this sounds intense. A mug, ooh. <laughs> it is a ceramic mug ooh. with the words world's best smedley on the side in Comic Sans. Oh, you were robbed. You were just straight robbed, sir. I was <laughs> robbed because I know for a fact he didn't spend that much money on the raffle tickets, but I spent like 50 quid. You know, I feel like you deserve a mug like that too. And more. Could we just make it? No, it's the principle of the thing. Okay, okay. I've just spent a year and several million pounds worth of investment money to make you. It's what it stands for, Egg. It's what it stands for. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. As we've said, Egg, you, you're always... You like your instant gratification, but sometimes it's the long run that pays off big, you know? I don't like running, though. Can it be a short run? Well, it's only in the building, so you'll be all oh, right, all right, probably. It could be a brisk jog. About that. Oh. The Christmas party was interrupted a couple of minutes ago by a, a strange attack. We don't know what it is, but it's been enough of a problem to move all the guards away from downstairs in Smedley's laboratories. So what I need you to do is go down there right now. It's the only possible time we'll be able to do it. Smedley primes upstairs at the Christmas party, and all the guards are gone. 
So this is the perfect moment, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 totally understand. Can we have a Christmas party? This will be our Christmas party. If you come back, I'm going to give you so much food. I will just, I'll just empty the entire vat over there, okay? <laughs> oh, a Christmas my. miracle. It will be a miracle if you come back, but we'll see. Hopefully you will. Oh. I have full faith in all of you. I have not spent all this time not to believe that you can do this, okay? I'm proud of all of you for what you've done this year. Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> You're proud of us. It's so sweet. I am. I'm very proud of you, and I'll be more proud of you if you bring me back my mug. Oh my gosh. Okay. We we will get that mug for you, sir. Don't you worry. You deserve the mug. Say less, sir. Say less. We're doing it. We got you. Smedley opens up a nearby vent and goes, the laboratories are downstairs. You'll need to take five rights, a left, and then another right, and then you should be able to get there. Okay? Five rights and then... Five rights, a left, and a right? Yes, five left, a left, and a right. Uh, okay, okay. Roger. I'm gonna let Pocky remember that. <laughs> and I, like, and I get really happy. Just if like... you want to write it down and just, like, maybe, like, put a little string around my, my little wrist, I might remember. Five rights, left, right. Five rights, left, He right. writes it down on a post-it note and sticks it on your head. Egg. Oh, thank you. <laughs> also, when you're down there, I I can't give you a key card to get in because if if I'm implicated at all, then I'm going to be in trouble. He knows I want that mug, but if we can play it off as if whatever this attack is, they stole the mug or did some stuff down there, then hopefully we can get away with it. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, sir, sir. Yes. One quick question for you: Did they know that we exist? Currently, no. Oh. And I'd like to keep it that way. Okay. Oh, no, he that's loves good. us that's so good. much. Yeah. Secret. 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 I'm going to give you this trench coat so you can pretend to be a person. I've trained you for this, mm, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You know how to do this. Hello. I am a person. There we go. That's right. I do accounting stuff. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Look at my arms. Yes, arms. And what else do we, what else do people have? Thumbs. I was going to go with legs, but thumbs will also count as a correct answer. Anyway, <laughs> events open. Get going. Good luck. Armed with their wits, a trench coat, and the love of their clone father, the raccoons sped off into the vents. And now we return to the Christmas party where Dr. Brimstone is about to make his speech. Hello, everyone. So that's pretty much another year done. 2023 in the bag, as it were. We've had a pretty busy year, as you know. Now Omen is in the public eye, we are under much more scrutiny than we ever were before. I'd like to thank Ethel for arranging this little seasonal soiree, and to thank you all for coming. I know most of our best agents are off on holiday, or trapped in that mirror dimension in the third floor bathroom, but I think events like this are a reminder that it's not just about them here at Omen. All the small cogs work just as hard to move the machine as the, uh, bigger cogs. I'm pleased to say we've just finished our re-excavation and revamp of the deep storage facilities, following on from the sabotage attempt a few years ago. I'm rather proud of the effort put in by the construction teams scooping out all of that concrete, and our agents in recapturing the overwhelming majority of those entities that had escaped down there. Still a few left to mop up. We'll get to them in the new year. You've all done great work this year. 
I'm sure that Miss Winters, Smedley Prime, and all of upper management would agree. So make sure you give yourself a pat on the back, cadapis, or whatever spinal alternative you might have back there. Oh, and before I go, a reminder that there's only enough food at the buffet for one serving per person, so please don't be greedy. Those of you with specific dietary needs, such as human flesh or antimatter, should go to the table on the far side of the room. Do have a splendid Christmas, everyone. I'm going to... It's at that moment you all watch as the Smedley clone who'd been hiding behind the plant earlier runs back into the room and jumps up on the stage and he goes up to Brimstone and whispers something in his ear. Hmm. Well, uh, hold your horses. I've just received word of a potential containment breach down in deep storage. Since you're all the only agents on site, I'm immediately promoting all of you to field agent status. Please get into groups and head to the panic elevators. It is your responsibility to stop whatever is happening. Good luck. I'll be up here monitoring the situation and drinking sherry. You'll be fine, I'm sure. Merry Christmas. Does this promotion come with a upgrade to the benefits package? Bethany, like, pats the Starbucks cup that she's had on the table the entire time for the last hours. Um, I was just supposed to go on, like, a Starbucks run for Mrs. Winters, and I haven't seen her since. I can't be a field agent. I just started two days ago. Nadine is there, sitting at the main sort of desk on the stage. So if you want to try and get to her, you can. I couldn't see her. Okay, I'm going to try to get to her. Roll for agility. <laughs> That's a negative one. That is a negative one. Uh, you immediately get pushed out of the room with everyone, and Nadine goes out of sight. Meanwhile, whilst all the groups are trying to get together to try and work out who's going to go down into deep storage, outside, a man and his broom lay in wait. Hey, look. I'm RJ and I'm playing Derek. He's just a cleaner, you know. Comes down every couple of days and keeps the place tidy. He's a contract worker, right? Oh, yeah, he's a contractor. He's, he doesn't actually get employed by them, and, and if he was better at uh, bargaining, he'd probably have got a longer contract with them. But as it turns out, he just comes across every couple of days, keeps the place tidy, tries to keep all the goop contained, you know. A lot of things in here seem to drop goop. They do. And I am Veramir, Lord of the Abyss, Defiler of the Heavens, Master of the Dark Arts, and currently the best broom in the world. And I am chained to my with companion, Derek. Derek, are you sure we, we, we aren't allowed to party? We're not invited. It, it just feels it just feels weird that we would be... We, we deserve this this, this honour. Ah, uh, you know. I, I mean, they've got canopies, I bet. I love canopies. Give me a nice sandwich instead. I've got to live a little, Derek. Get some grey poupon. Oh, don't know about that. Grey poupon? What did you do with that? <laughs> it's a true feast for gentlemen, Derek. We'll get some later. I wouldn't know to eat at Sharma Shoes with it. Like I said, a nice, nice steak and eggs. That'll do me for the night. You've been cleaning this hallway for quite some time now. You heard some weird stuff going on in the vents earlier. You couldn't quite figure out what it was, but you've sort of put it out of your mind. And you turn around and you see everyone from the Christmas party marching towards you with really determined looks on their faces. And at the front of this group is a scientist that you see around all the time. It is a clone of Dr. Robert Smedley. And he comes up to you and he says... Are you coming? Coming where? What are you lot off to? We've all been promoted to field agent status. Oh, have you know? Well, congratulations to you. 
Gonna try and keep the place tidier now, then. Derek, we've been promoted! Finally, they've realised our greatness. Oh, I don't think they mean us, then. I don't think they mean us. We need everybody down there right now. It's chaos. Soon we're... What do you mean, chaos? Oh, if you flooded the place again. Well, actually, come to come to think of it. Come on, come on. I'm gonna need your help down here. And he sort of pull, starts pulling you towards the elevator. Oh, blimey. All right, all right. Yes, at last, our greatness shall be realised. I want a bonus this year, I tell you. You get pulled into the elevator along with everyone else, and the elevator begins to move down into deep storage. It is quite a big elevator. It has room for like two or three trucks or several large tanks because what they tend to do is use it to bring big deadly creatures down below the surface of the earth. And everyone is just standing there right now, feeling really awkward and confused. There's no need to panic. It'll be, you know, we've 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 seen tons of files from the field. Yeah, um, a lot of obituaries too. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. Incident reports. Yeah, limbs missing. All the hospital records we've had to file. But on the plus side, I bet nobody's ever had to file a report on themselves before, so maybe we'll get out of some work, you know? Not loud, way to think positive. Yeah, I'm sure if they can find a way, they'll have us uh, filing our own incident reports from beyond the grave. They'll bring us back as ghosts just to continue working in that library. Why can't you guys just fill it with concrete and get rid of whatever's down there? Why do we have to deal with it? Does anyone know what, what got out? I'd like to renegotiate my contract. No, that's not going to happen right now. Um... Okay. How did you get all those faces? Well, you see, I'm, I'm a collector of swords, and, and sometimes I, I might go, you know, when you go to the airport, you know, like, that's a nice set of socks. I, I'll, I'll collect a face or two, and I sometimes get permission. No, I suppose I've heard of stranger collections around here. Having one collection of a million bodies is just fantastic. Oh, you're always with family. We have a great time here on the uh, the Web Eternal. I, I like that. That's nice. I'm scared. I'd like to look at Helda and say, I, I, I think we're across into the uh, bad parenting territory here. I think we were there quite a while ago. I think we discussed this. Karen is praying over her Bible. We got three shots. Hopefully one will make it out. Okay, okay. Quiet down, everyone. Be quiet, please. Thank you. Father, it's me, Faceboy, your perfect son. I'm sorry, what? Who are you? I'm not entirely sure what you are. It's Faceboy, the perfect son. I have ten single tears. Oh, well, okay. Anyways, my name is Smedley Clone 542 and I'll be briefing you on the incident down in deep storage. Sensors alerted us to multiple containment breaches a few minutes ago on every floor of the facility. It appears that an event in our less than stellar past has come back to haunt us. Ten years ago, we had a run-in with the entity known as Clause Zero One, otherwise known as Father Christmas, Saint Nicholas, Saint Nick, Chris Kringle, etc., etc. We detected an unidentified flying object above London, and of course, using standard Omen protocol, fired a high-speed surface-to-air missile at it. <laughs> Why would you shoot Santa? Well, it was standard protocol at the time to shoot anything that invaded Omen airspace. Our bad, I suppose. Unfortunately for us, Santa did survive the initial blast and has spent apparently the better half of a decade planning an all-out attack on our headquarters, which is where you all come in. Every floor appears to be infested by elves. Not the pretty kind of elves I'm sure you're used to. Santa's elves are more akin to gremlins than elves from a genetic standpoint. Is gremlins the one with the gentleman with the elongated heads? <laughs> no, that's cone heads, isn't it? Is that cone heads? No, I, I've seen that one, yes. I mix, I confuse the two. Really? Why? Why would you Why would you confuse <laughs> the two of those? They're completely different films. They're very, very similar. I was just oh, concerned we're going to be exposed. 
witnessing a room full of very tall-headed people. And I was, that, out of all my year here, that is horrifying. Let the clone talk, I want a gun. Anyway, in order for you to properly eliminate these rogue entities, I'm providing one person in each of your groups with this very important piece of equipment that I have designed. And he pulls out a gun from behind his back and says, this is an AK-47. Yes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. Wow. You point it in this direction, you pull this trigger, it will fire bullets from this end towards whatever you're aiming at. In theory, these creatures are weak to bullets and enough of them will kill them. Oh my god, are we going to have to kill Christmas? Not technically, no. I'm not sure if I'm okay with murder. Are the elves celebrating Christmas right now? If by celebrating Christmas you mean killing all our staff and releasing dangerous entities into the facility, then yes, they're celebrating with the best of them. Each group will be given an AK-47 and then sent to your own levels. Your job? Find the offending elf or elves and eliminate all of them. Best of luck, everyone. We're counting on you. And so, there they go. The plans had been made. Deep down to deep storage to stop my little raid. Old Saint Niggas trained these elves well over the years. All these agents will fall. I will drink Brimstone's tears. But as you may see, there's a lot of these teams. So we've made a three-parter for your RSS streams. So, uh, sit back and relax. Maybe leave a review. For we soon will release Christmas Party Part 2. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>